Sleepers Podcast Tuesday, January 23rd. We're doing the thing where we record these episodes like a full day in advance. So uh, apologies in advance if we miss something major that happens in the college basketball landscape. Uh, it's because we're recording this a full day beforehand. Sorry, but we got some fun topics. Uh, we're going to talk about our new favorite player in the country, Big Z. I want to ask you if uh, Memphis and Florida Atlantic are cooked. Are either of those teams actually good? I don't know. And then I want to play a game of which bubble is your bubble. Which bubble do you like the most? So should be fun. Uh, Cart, how are you this morning? That, that which bubble questions already got me in absolute mental gymnastics right now. Like it could be like in bubble in what regards? So we're playing like a little bit of mental warfare on each other i feel like no right no, no 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 i'm out i'm out i'm not doing mental <laughs> warfare with you i'm no, not we, you don't think that's just like naturally happened like i don't think either of us woke up today like i'm gonna get the other one but i think like like we were up to like midnight recording a bunch of shit last night felt real locked in like had a good plan and then wake up first thing in the morning we're both throwing curveballs at each other so like yeah it just kind of is what it is like we're working we're, together but we're throwing unnecessary curveballs at each other <laughs> I mean, it's, it's kind of how we we came about. Honestly, we were we were kind of born on a curveball, born on third base, as some might say. Yeah, we both have very nice curves. Uh, we don't throw the best fast. Okay, all right. I meant curveballs. That we is the, crazy. We have very nice curveballs. Okay, oh we're not, we're not like we're not like splitter pitchers. Okay, we're curveballs. We're twelve to six. All right, damn it. You want to start you with? Wait, hold on a second. You didn't mean to do that curve thing. That was a genuine like you were talking about. No, I was like, picturing pitchers. us as like starting pitchers. Okay, and I thought you were picturing us as centerfolds for a second with that curves comment. Good grief! Why don't we do your YouTube comment of the day? Which there shouldn't be many because we just got done recording last night. So like, I don't think there's going to be many comments at all before we get into. There it. isn't, but I got one that uh, came in an hour ago that I got. This comes from one, two, three, B Castle. He said, both players you reference are horrible at defense. This is on the Illinois and Rutgers video. And I was like, okay, that's interesting. Wonder who he's talking about. He followed that up with Coleman has a decent stat line, but the players he's guarded have better. He is a bad one-on-one defender. Amarui, 22 points, nine rebounds. If you think Coleman is a bad defender, I think that you don't know basketball straight up. And I'm pulling that card. So Sorry, one, two, three, B Castle. Yeah, that uh, that's just a miss by B Castle. It is what it is. All right, let's move to the Discord where uh, we only have one new comment. This is from Travis Nelson. He says, Jackson Kohler has played only 16 minutes in his five games back, while Cooper has played 89 minutes in that span. I know it will take some time for Kohler to get back up to speed, but I feel like there's no reason that Cooper should ever play 25 more minutes like against Maryland. When will his minutes be cut into? That's, I mean, they should be cut into sooner rather than later. Um, the only thing I can think of, obviously, with him coming, Kohler coming back from the injury, is also just the fact of like, are there certain games where you could throw Jackson out there more, and there's certain like you can't. Like, what's Jackson going to do with Julian Reese? Uh nothing. But like, what's Carson going to do with Julian Reese? <laughs> e six eleven. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, Carson had one block in 27 minutes. Yay. I mean, to answer Travis's question, Kohler should be cutting into uh, the, the center rotation minutes in general. 
Yeah, I just think you got to try Jax a little more. I thought Jack showed more in his two minutes than Carson Cooper did in his last 89 minutes. So um, why not? Why not give it 10 minutes and see what that looks like? But I, as we've seen, like, we're not really going to see anybody off the bench for more than two minutes. Like, we're not, we're not going to see Cohen Carr. We're not going to see Xavier Booker. We're not going to see Jackson Kohler. So take your serving of Carson Cooper and enjoy it. That's where we're at with Tom Izzo right now. Like, thanks. Thank you. Uh, all right. Like I said, short on comments today since we're recording this right after we finish yesterday's episode. It should be a full comments day again yesterday when we record Wednesday or tomorrow. Jesus, Wednesday's episode when we record on Tuesday morning should have a lot of comments. What day is it right now? It is Monday. Victory Monday, might I add. Oh, yeah. How are you feeling about that, by the way? Feeling, I'm feeling still on cloud nine. Amazing. Yeah, that's a win. That's yeah. a drop my drop my dad off at the airport uh just a little while ago going back to florida uh and he saw rodney harrison in the in like the airport and of course my dad was in decked out full lines gear went set it up to him and they were chopping it up so that's pretty cool are you gonna go to san francisco uh i'm not going to san francisco i did i did float the idea yesterday um and maybe might have looked into it uh but i don't think i'm going so the door's not closed, though. Door's definitely not closed. Does Luther want to go? I think he's wait. I think he needs a push. Some Luther's a lot like me. Sometimes I, you know, I mean, you know this from personal experience. Sometimes I need a push. Yeah. Sometimes Luther needs a little nudge. Is Luther in Florida this week, or is he in at home? Florida. Okay. Well, Florida home. Both are at home. Yeah. Yeah. Florida is his home during the winter. Yeah. You got two homes. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's like that. I mean, you can make San Fran a third home. If you wanted to this week. Yeah, I don't want to throw this out there, but city of San Francisco, like not really that. <laughs> We're going to move no, on. I'm ser- no, I'm, ser- I'm serious. I've been there before. Like it's fake California. The weather is not that great. It's just, it's not that awesome. I feel like. Um, okay. Yeah. I mean, it's very overpriced. Um, I mean, shout out to them for being the city that, was the host state city for full house, but like, all right, come on, baby. John Stamos is 80. It's going to be a really long week of you antagonizing the number one seed in the NFC. Um, fear level still a zero for you. Yeah. I'm, I'm literally not scared of any team. It just feels like it's going to come crashing down. Like you feel more cocky this week than you were against Tampa. The thing is, it might come crashing down, but it, that's not going to change my confidence in this team against anybody. Like, I am I think this team could go with anybody. I'm ready I, for that. I do, too, but can't we just be, like, a little humble about it? Like, a little, like, play the underdog card. I'm good on that. I'm an NFC North champion. I'm not an underdog. Okay. We were, fa- we were favorites in both the games, and we won. So, okay. doing what All we right. do. We want to play the underdog card this week because we won't be favorites. That's fine. That's just that's giving me that's just giving me plus money now, so I don't have to I don't got to lay the points anymore, and I appreciate that, bookmakers. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, let's move. Let's start with uh our our boy Big Z. Uh, we did a Kentucky recap last night, where uh, well, actually it was me and Connor Hope who did the Kentucky recap last night. You weren't involved, 
But you specifically asked, uh, can we talk about Big Z after the fact? So if you want more Big Z discussion from how he looked, we have the game recap on that. I'm sure there will be more uh, discussion of Kentucky as a team this week in the previews and recaps that we do. But the important thing for you and I today is that Zvonimir Visic rocks. He's incredible. We spent Amazing. all we spent the offseason when this kid committed. We were like needle moving piece. Top five team in the country. He's the dude. He's the answer in the front court to the point that some people like kind of clowned us for it. Like we had some people in the comments be like, stop, like, don't put this much pressure on this kid. Um, yeah, we're putting pressure on this kid because th this kid's that special. We saw everything from him in this first debut. He hit four threes. Uh, well, three threes in um, like his first six minutes on the floor. It was insane. He had two blocks. He had two assists, including a behind-the-back skip pass that was right on the money. He kind of showed flashes of why NBA people have been aware of this guy. NBA people haven't loved this guy, though, which is why he's at Kentucky uh, after two years of potentially flirting with declaring for the NBA draft. Anyways, huge win for Calipari that he is here, uh, and I have a feeling this is your favorite player in the country. Yeah, he's my favorite Kentucky big of all time. Like, I'm, I'm sorry, you got to – the the Carl Anthony Towns, the Anthony Davises of the world, Julius Randles, you want to throw that in there. Uh, you know, Willie Cauley Steins of the world. It's it's time to move aside. There's there's a new king in town. His name is Big Z. Um, also think that it would mightily help this team if Zadrunas Ogowskis himself anointed uh Zvonimir as the new Big Z. I think that would actually do wonders and I would hundred percent pencil them for winning it all. And look. We were so high on this Kentucky team, and I'm sorry if this is a repeat for anyone who did watch the recap, but I didn't get a chance to talk about it. We were so high on this Kentucky team before he was even in the fold, and in his limited minutes, you can just – I mean, if you just saw some type of flashes, if we just saw that behind-the-back pass in 1-3, we would be going bonkers right now. But the fact that he was able to affect the game in so many different areas – in his first game after not playing for a long time, I think just says a lot. And like in, in conference play, no, no matter who the opponent, he was able to step in. He was good on the defensive end. He was good on the offensive end. He, he instilled energy, the passing. Like he was just, he had everything I needed as a player, to be honest with you. He hit the shrug. He got the flagrant. Everything about this dude, I absolutely love. He is my favorite player in the country. Um, and I feel confident saying that. And it, it pushes my love for this Kentucky team to in a very, very irrational point. But I'm okay with it, and, I, and I've accepted it. Like, this Kentucky team is a Final Four team. So I'm with you. They're my national title pick right now. Here's where I'm at with it, though. Um, how many of, like, these dudes is too many of these dudes? Not saying, like, talent-wise, because Cal's had that issue before where he has to, like, play platoons. I'm talking, like maniacs like i you know i refer to rob dillingham and reed shepherd affectionately as the serial killers like now we had this shrugger dude who's like hanging on rims getting flagrant like at a certain point like they couldn't add another zvonimir visage to this and survive right it would be too yes, much they, yes they yes they could i want an all <laughs> serial killer lineup i want i want dillingham reed reeves Big Z and Bradshaw on the floor at the same time. I want and I want chaos. I'm just afraid. Like I'm afraid of them, which I think is a good thing. Uh, but I'm also afraid for them. Like because I, I feel like whenever it does crash down, it's going to crash hard. But he's awesome, man. He's so entertaining. There was a joy. That's what I talked about in the recap with Connor. Was like 
there's there's just a clear happiness exuding from how he plays. And maybe that was just the fact that he was out there and it was the debut and it was at Rupp and everybody was so excited for it. And it went well, right? You make your first shot, like all of a sudden the wheels are off and we're excited. But like, I, I haven't seen a player in his first moments on a college basketball court play with that type of just genuine joy in a really long time. And it, it, it came through the television screen and it, I think people watching it felt the same and it was awesome to see. Do you think this is going to continue as far as like on court performance goes though? Like how much of that was just insanely hot shooting mixed with Georgia hadn't scouted him. And like, do you think this could actually continue game after game after game? I truly do think it can continue because I just think that even if his shot isn't falling, there's other things that he can do to affect the game. Like, it, he's not just out there to shoot the basketball. I think he shows some things passing, running the floor defensively, energy-wise. He just brings a different – a full to this team. And, look, um, you look at the big rotation of Kentucky, and I think, like, set in stone right now, you have the, you know, Bradshaws and Trey Mitchells. And then you have uh, Ugana in the middle as well. But I think that Big Z is going to eat into his minutes, to be honest with you. And I think that he can do everything that he does but maybe be more dynamic offensively. Hmm. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen with the front court rotation then? Like, do you think Z ends up starting by the end of the year? Do you think he is good off the bench? What would you do? I think I would probably, I don't know. I, you know how Cal wants to, I, I would probably just have him off the bench, to be honest with you, and just bring, just keep rolling with the, like the Dillingham and the, the Dillingham and the big Z off the bench. But like playing, playing good, playing major minutes though. Yeah, yeah. I I think that's what I would do too. The it's worked with Dillingham, it's worked with Shepard, right? So now you just have a front court guy to add to those two. That is exactly the same. There are games where Big Z could play thirty two minutes. I think there are games where he might only play ten minutes. Uh, but I think his minutes will be loud no matter what, which I like. I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. Okay, wrap this up. Your favorite Kentucky lineup right now. Your favorite. Maybe not necessarily the best, but who's your favorite Kentucky lineup starting five right now? Uh, Dillingham, Shepard, Wagner, Reeves, Avisage. I was I was gonna I was gonna say the same. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Like DJ Wagner being like the fourth most fun player on this team is absurd. I just yeah. want to say that. Like that kid's awesome. And on any other team, we're like, he's the poster boy for it all. And in this, it's like, but Rob Dillingham, but Reed Shepard. <laughs> like, it's, it's just crazy, man. They have so much fun and so much talent. Um, man, good basketball team. Very good basketball team. I feel like I had one more question on Big Z that I'm forgetting. Oh, do you think, like, is he Big Z to you? Some people were saying Zach Eady's Big Z. No, he, he's Big Z. Zach Eady's not big. Never has he been referred to as Big Z ever. Okay. I mean, I've heard of Big Z with Edie. We're in Big Ten territory, but have you? He's big and he's Z. Yeah, but I, I try to avoid the big thing with Edie because it carries such a negative connotation when people speak about him. Mm, yeah, uh, I had a when I coached high school summer ball a couple of years ago. There was a kid that I referred to like very first day of practice. I was like, "We got to get big fella the ball." And he looked me dead in the eyes in front of the whole team and said, don't ever call me big fella. <laughs> Jesus. I was like, ah, okay. All right. I don't think he ended up trying out for the team, but it was, it was rough. Uh, was he a big fella? He's a big fella, man. He's a big fella. He did not want to be a big fella. Um, 
Yeah. Hey, some people don't like that. I think Big Z likes it though. I think yeah. he's okay with being Big Z. Uh, dog. We love you, Big Z. Uh, I want to move to the American Conference where I have a simple question for you. Is anybody good? Uh, Memphis has now lost back-to-back games this week after being kind of a pole darling and a little bit of a metrics darling. Like they were working their way up in the right spot. They've fallen all the way down to 51st on Ken Palm now after losing to South Florida and Tulane in back-to-back games. Meanwhile, Florida Atlantic, I don't know what Florida Atlantic's doing. I think they might be prestiging everybody. Like I think Dusty May might be like Christian bailing America right now. That's what I think is going on. Uh, I think he just has a trick up his sleeve and he knows he can keep flirting with disaster and maybe like he's keeping the egos down. Maybe it keeps Florida Atlantic out of the national picture, which is what he wants. If they keep trailing teams by like 11 at halftime and then coming back to win in overtime against UTSA, who's objectively horrible by the way, but bottom line, Florida Atlantic and Memphis both look bad right now. Are they bad? Are they good? What do you make of this? Uh, before I get into it, is Prestige a movie? Yes, it's a movie. Okay, I've never seen it. Uh, but I get the premise of it from your description um, and what you're saying right there. Uh, two different kind of uh, wavelengths for me on this one. I, I kind of agree with you that I think Florida Atlantis is just trying to kind of just lay low a little bit. And it, it's, it's weird watching them because they had the pieces that they had earlier on in the year, but they just seem to just – straight up struggle i mean a lot of the things are defensively they're not able to get stops which is kind of crazy to me because i consider them a team with some pretty good perimeter defenders and then a pretty good defender down low to protect the rim and big uh big golden so uh, i i really don't know what it is but i truly think that they are kind of doing the lay low thing and they'll be okay now on the other hand my memphis tigers as i've referred to them the whole season red alert press the panic button we have issues. Um, and this is the basketball metaphor or example I'm going to use for this. You know how everyone was like, oh, I'm not buying this Kentucky team. They're so young. They're so young. They're going to make mistakes. They're going to like fall apart. They're going to make young basketball player mistakes. And that's why everyone kind of got out on Kentucky early on in the season. The reason I'm hitting the panic button with this Memphis team is because they have those issues, like making mistakes, like, but everyone on the team has played over five years of college basketball. So you're getting young basketball player mistakes, simple mistakes out of guys that are 23. That, that shouldn't be happening. Yeah. I just think that they are lacking things on the defensive end as far as rotations. Um, You know, they're, they're, they're just making so many, especially defensively, they just make so many mistakes. And it's a thing that you expect to see out of a young basketball team and it's coming out of the guys, like I said, that are all older, experienced basketball players. So to me, that's a major, major cause for concern if that's happening at this point in the season. And look, they've been flirting with it for a while. And now it's like actually starting to hurt them in the loss column and obviously the metrics column as well, where they're putting themselves in a very dangerous position. Yeah, things are really, really weird, like really weird. Uh, they're now four and two in conference, obviously lose two games this week, like that takes a dip. They were 4-0 coming in, though, so they had been surviving disaster. But the weird thing about the American man, it's like the bad teams are really bad. Like Tulsa, Temple, UTSA, and Wichita State all have five losses in conference play already in six games. That's insane. And then there's Florida Atlantic, Charlotte, 
uh, SMU, North Texas, South Florida, and UAB all only have one loss in conference. So Memphis is already seventh in the American right now. And look, this conference to me is only getting two teams in the NCAA tournament max. But if Memphis like is in the middle of the pack at the end of the year, aren't they not making the tournament? <laughs> like, oh, no, we're, we're looking at we're we're looking at one bid automatic qualifier. America. Which is crazy. It's crazy. And I don't know, like, I don't think it's a foregone conclusion Florida Atlantic wins this league. I don't think it's a foregone conclusion they win the American tournament. But, like, I think if if FAU at this point did not win this league and did not win the conference tournament, I don't think they would be it. That Arizona win is going to hold up. But, like, I, they're just so close. Like, they start losing some of these games, man. If you lose to UTSA, you're on the wrong side of the bubble. And, like, credit them for not doing it. But I just – I don't know what to make of it. I can joke about it, like, saying Dusty May is, like, just pulling a rabbit out of his hat. But the reality of it is, like, I don't think either one of these teams are that good. I just don't. Like, Florida Atlantic, we had hope for being a top 25 team. They're 26th on Ken Palm right now, 15-4. and But, again, that record is so close to being, like, 13-6 and with losses to Tulane and UTSA and Wichita State. Like, every single night. This team is in a dogfight with three minutes left. And I think they're significantly better than Memphis, but um, weird shit is happening right now. I don't like the vibes. And uh, I don't like accusing our friends, Car. We're friends of the program sometimes of doing some things. I think Field of 68 cursed these two teams. That's what I think happened. Because you know the exact night I'm talking about. About three weeks ago, there was a very particular night on the Field of 68 after dark where the entire show was centered around, are there two Final Four teams from the American? Are there are there two national title contenders? They can win it all. And yeah, hasn't looked the same since. Yeah. I need them to start talking about Michigan State being being bad. So yeah. I can flip that karma. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's move to our third topic, Car. I want to talk to you about bubbles. Uh, which bubble team do you believe in most? Come NCAA tournament. To- oh, wait. Whoops. Sorry. It looks like Dion Hill Ford has returned to the show. Oh, yeah. Um, so we actually are bringing him like every day. Like that's, that's happening, actually. Like it's on the West Coast. Like why is Dion even, even here right now? <laughs> I was asked to be. <laughs> Resident 49ers fan. Uh, look, yesterday we all left the recording. And I texted you both individually after. I think we would all agree Carter's up 1-0 this week in the head-to-head between Carter and Dion. I did tell Dion though, it's like a tennis match, like a tennis game. It doesn't matter if you lose the first game 40-love or deuce. It's just 1-0. And now you're back on serve. So, Dion, welcome back to the show. I would like to challenge the last shot, though, of the game. Am Am I allowed to do that with the head judge? You can do that. Yeah, of course. <clears throat> so Cart spent all of yesterday saying how, oh, we're coming. We're not the pesky little lions. We're this, we're that. And then when I brought the bet up, what did he say, G? Ah, oh, we're six and a half point underdogs. Cart, uh, listen, li- listen, um, after the whole Ahoy situation, I just, I can't just jump into bets like that anymore. It, it, it just is what it is. Uh, I instilled a legal team to look at all that stuff before I place a bet. I'm just not placing any more live bets as far as, as, as placing things on the Supers podcast. Also to stay on the topic of a like tennis match, 
and not to hate on myself, but I'm exactly about to do that. If there was a player to bet against once they go up 1-0, like I am a prime candidate to absolutely blow it. Like that's that's who you bet against when I go up 1-0. I'm just saying. Yeah, it does feel like things have already swung dramatically in Dion's direction. Cart, you said that you've installed, instilled a legal team to uh to look at your bets. Have you ran anything by your legal team yet in regards to this proposed bet? Uh no, I have not. They have not gotten back to me. Have you sent anything? No, I have not. <laughs> okay. Have you hired the legal team? Like, do they know they're your legal team? <laughs> no, they, no, they do not. They, they certainly do not. So this is tough because now I'm sitting here as like a, I, I don't know, a, a, just a, an unbiased spectator here trying to judge the scorekeeper, right? Um, I see Carter in hell mentally already. He's doing mental gymnastics. He's in uh, just circles right now. His head's spinning. I also see Dion before 7 a.m. his time coughing <laughs> emphatically, yeah. repeatedly. Um, are you okay, Dion? <laughs> um. So if there's one thing that will get me every time, it's allergies. <laughs> allergies, they got me down bad. Okay. Uh, okay. Go ahead and give me a half point. Allergies are completely a mental game. <laughs> Just tell yourself you don't have it. Um, so reports coming out this morning, Dion, we'll start with this. Debo Samuel, 50-50 to play this game. What that means he's playing. Stop. <laughs> Okay, what kind of playing? Like the classic, I'm playing and then I'm gonna get hit once, and then so you, he's gonna be out. No, so you list someone fifty fifty for a playoff game, and I know you're new to this, uh, but <clears throat> you list so you list someone fifty fifty to a playoff game. That way, you can shoot them up with all types of like whatever Mahomes got last year <laughs> in his ankle, and that's why he's fifty fifty. Okay, understood, understood. Uh, I I still don't know if he's gonna be able to survive a couple hits. Uh, from the Detroit Lions. But I, I do want to also say this. We're also here as a team. I woke up this morning and I scrolled X as I always do uh, when I first wake up. I'm not one of those, I want to detach myself from my phone type. Of, no, I want to get right into the nitty gritty of, of the world. Okay. Um, there was fan accounts. You know, the classic Twitter fan accounts. I got a picture of another player and it's some weird at name. And they were talking about how the how the Lions are annoying. The Lions are not this plucky underdog. They're not this team that they're so likable. Everybody should love. That means we're officially here. We now have fan accounts talking about that my team is not likable and they hate us. That feels better than anything that I've experienced these past two playoff wins. Yeah. I mean, is but you guys got the dude. Uh, who's the dude that picked off Baker and threw the ball at him? Uh, Gardner Johnson. Yeah, he, it's him. It's not the team. It's just. <laughs> I mean, they don't. They, they don't like Kirby Joseph either. I don't. I'll be honest. I don't even know that. Is that the other safety? That's crazy. See, we're we're so good, G. We're so good. We're so. Is that the other good. safety. You're treating us like you're playing the Cardinals. You're not. C.J. Gardner Johnson. So he didn't play this year, right? Like that's the catch with him. But he, he came back for the playoffs. Yeah, he got injured, uh, like week three or something. So he's like a he's a career journeyman. He was on the Eagles, I guess, last year. Like he was on the roster. I'm not sure Sirianni knew he was on the team. Um, and he spent the offseason talking shit to Debo. That's how I know Debo's playing on Sunday. <laughs> All right, we want that smoke. Yeah, I mean, this is uh, so 
a streak right now. Riley Davis, who obviously comes on the show frequently, Tampa Bay Bucks fan. Uh, all he said to us leading up last week was, LOL, I'm not afraid of that clown Gardner Johnson. Like, he's yeah, a bum. Yeah. He stinks. Uh, first possession pick, flip the ball back, <laughs> bum-ass quarterback. So, like, I would be a little cautious of that, Dion. So, here's why I'm, here's where I will give him credit. Uh, he knows his role. Right, like the the Lions need that dude that has like a little, a little different type of edge to him, right? Like he's not biting kneecaps; he's really like about all. The, he wants all the smoke and then some. You know what I mean? So he knows he has to do that, but like Draymond's still doing that too. <laughs> that doesn't mean it's the same way he was doing it ten years ago. Like this guy, it, he said, "I watch film." Bro, it was a tipped interception. <laughs> like, <laughs> worry about that. Like, is that the film he was watching? Like, what the ball does after someone else touches it? Like, what film were you watching? Gotta <laughs> be in the right spot. <laughs> anyway. Always ready for tipped interception. I mean, delusional confidence. We like that for sure. Yeah, no, um, no, for sure. The Lions need a little bit of that. It, it's a it's a, a clash of, of two. It's a it's a clash of two players though that I feel like go one which way based off their trash talk. Like it either goes terribly. Like I think back to like what Debo did to Bradbury in that last Eagles game. Like that was, that was a spanking. That was a personal vendetta and Debo showed it like he was Debo. So is it going to go that way? I mean, probably not. He's got a boo-boo on his shoulder already and he's got to take hits from us. Like that's crazy. Like we're definitely going to no homo lay that wood on him. So he's going to feel us also pause. Yeah, before you clicked into the show today, uh, Carter and I were discussing how it is up in the air if he is going to be in San Francisco. He said he was looking oh. at ticket prices. He said uh, his dad says he doesn't want to go but just needs a little push, and Carter thinks maybe he could be that push. Uh, if Carter was in the Bay for this game, would that change things in your mind on how the game goes? Yeah, we'd win by 30. So uh, the one thing that scared me the most, that scared me the absolute most about like this whole game. Well, there's two things. One, G being on solo dad duty is terrifying. That's <laughs> that's terrifying. Yep. Um, but two, I asked G if he wanted to go to the game and I was told I'll be in Vegas for the Super Bowl. That is actually yep. true that that was my response card. Like legitimately. Like, I love that. Yeah. So the <laughs> fact that two of us are looking ahead for two weeks and one person is debating if he wants to fly out to San Francisco for the NFC championship. <laughs> Any comment, Carter? I mean, I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. I, I will say this. I, I want to actually experience an NFL road, like a road game. I don't think I've ever went to a Lions game that was on the road. And I feel like the 49ers would be a good spot to do that because I'm not afraid of their fans. Like, I don't think they, I don't think they'll hurt me unless I wear like a Giants jersey or like a San Francisco <laughs> Giants jersey or what, who's their rival? Like who do uh, they The think? Rams, but uh, right. there's a couple comments to that. You did you just say you, I'm sorry. You thought the Niners fans would be upset if you wore a San Francisco Giants jersey. Yeah, I got that. I got that mixed up. What's the baseball rivalry where like the people get stabbed? Like all the Dodgers time? and Dodgers, Giants. Dodgers and Giants. Okay, it's so if, we, I wore, if I wore a Dodgers jersey, would I get smoked? Can I can I throw a flag on a play? Yes. <laughs> Niners fans are Giants fans. Carter. Those are the same fan base. <laughs> you know, in retrospect, I realize that. 
Hindsight's twenty twenty. All right, I hate to be that guy. Uh, it's one one. This was an emphatic Deion Victor today, uh, which is he very coughing the whole time. <laughs> it's it's honestly shocking that he won given the coughs. Like the the door was wide open for you to slam it shut up 2-0. and uh, instead no break points. We're still on serve. It's one one. The week is young. Uh, this is Tuesday's episode, so we have three more episodes. We'll see. Maybe Dion won't show up. I had a third topic plan, Carl. We were going to talk about bubble teams, but uh, yeah, guy shows up. He shows up for his team. It's impressive stuff. He was listed as 50-50, right? That's Debo 50-50. He was showing up. I was never going to miss this. Yeah. He's shaped like Debo. One big thing presented by Bigby. Uh, Dion, once again, the floor is yours. <laughs> yeah, one big thing. Uh <laughs> Tebow, I, I need you to play against CJ Gardner Johnson. <laughs> I can't with that dude. I cannot like this dude went on Instagram live immediately after the game. <laughs> immediately. I can't with that dude. Like if he wasn't on the Lions, I probably would care a lot less. Oh, I, oh, I would hate him if he wasn't on my team. Absolutely. <laughs> Y'all are tripping. I would love him no matter what team he's on. This shit's hilarious. It's hilarious. Do we know he played for the Saints a few years ago? Like, are we all on the same page that that happened? Yeah, and he was, and he was, and he was chirping Brady. He's a, he, he, he's got energy with everybody, and he played a different position. He was a cornerback. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. Uh, okay, Carter, one big thing. What do you got? My one big thing is, you know how like bagel places and donut places are a thing. Like those are those are major breakfast joints, as one might say. I think that there should be that same type of establishment installed just for cinnamon rolls. Like, you have Cinnabon at malls, but why are cinnamon rolls always an afterthought when it comes to, like, breakfast pastries? Mm. Like, you can get a strudel. You can get, like, a, I don't know, a macaroon or some shit. Why can't I just go to a place and pick up a nice cinnamon roll? It's a really good thought. I have cinnamon rolls in my fridge right now. I stay Quiet, safe. Right? Yeah, very good. Very, very good. Dion, any thoughts on cinnamon rolls? Where are you going to where you can't get a cinnamon roll? Like, I feel like I can get a cinnamon roll in a lot of places. <laughs> but it's like an afterthought. They like, put it in the back of, Got the, you. of the case. Like, they want you to get the breakfast sandwich, the donut, yeah. the bagel. And then if you have that good enough eyesight, you can see in the back left of the thing, you reach over like, what's that back there? Is that a cinnamon yeah. roll? Yeah, throw, go ahead and warm it up, too, before you get to like that. That's <laughs> Yeah, I feel you. Okay. Uh, my one big thing is this. I hope that Kelly Stafford this morning uh, intended to wake up at 6 a.m. her time to go get her workout in. I hope that she accidentally just woke up. I hope her body woke her up 20 minutes early and she couldn't go back to sleep and she was dreading that next 20 minutes of that alarm going off. And then I hope when the alarm finally went off, I hope she got up. I hope she had a great morning, you know, maybe took a quick shower, a little face wash, gets ready, goes to the gym. I hope that she sent her assistant to go pick her up a bagel breakfast sandwich. I hope that's what happened. I hope when she got to the gym, I hope that she set out to do her favorite elliptical machine. You know, the one she does every single day, five days a week, not weekends though. She has to travel for games, bring her kids with her. But on those five days a week, she has her favorite machine. I hope she stepped on favorite machine. I hope the machine was out of order. I hope she had to go do a different machine because that machine was out of order. And then when I hope she found out the machine was out of order, I hope she got a text from her assistant who she makes go get breakfast sandwiches for her. And I hope that that assistant told her that the locks that she gets on her bagel was unavailable today. They were out of locks and he had to order her something completely different. I hope that's how Kelly Stafford's morning started this morning, gentlemen. That's my one big thing presented by Bigby. Uh, we'll be back on Wednesday for Dion for card. I'm Greg. We'll see you next time. Ooh.